I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And I'm David Heitler Clevens. And this is Music, Music for, for the, the New Revolution. Revolution. This is Jenny Heitler-Clevens, and we have Anya Rose and Julie Beth. And we are taking over the podcast from David and Rodney, because we're going to be talking about Me Too, we're going to be talking about women's and gender issues, and uh, so we thought it would be a good idea for us to uh, take over the podcast for this time, and they will be doing another podcast on this similar topic. So we just heard Aretha Franklin doing Respect. She does an amazing job, of course. This song is interesting because it was written by Otis Redding, and he did it originally very differently, and it has a whole new meaning when she did it. Oh, yeah, and we miss her. Yeah, we do. (laughs) We miss her terribly. All right, so um, we're going to be kind of tackling the issue of Me Too, which obviously... The idea of sexual harassment has been around for a millennium, for however long people have been around, really, I'm sure. Um, But it's just kind of exploded in the last couple years. And there's been a lot of really interesting music that has come about because of this topic. And, of course, after Trump got elected, one of the first big things that happened was this Women's March. And uh, at the Women's March, there was a person named Milk who wrote a song, got a bunch of people together. I think they, they got together, you know, they didn't know each other online. They got together and they practiced this song. Yeah, that song. was one of the most interesting parts yeah. to me, that she was able to get people from all over the country to learn this song and come together. Yeah, so they met up at the Women's March. They sang this song, and it became this viral video. And what's so amazing is that it has, I mean, it obviously, it struck a chord with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, it has been done by choirs and groups all over the country and probably in various parts around the world as yeah, well. Yeah, kind of became a grassroots anthem. 
And the thing that I like about it is that I think, I think if I'm getting this right, that she just decided she wanted to do this and did it. I don't think there was any like official, yeah, you know, plan other than her, one woman just deciding to do this. Yeah, which is also really cool. So um, we're going to play the song Quiet by Milk. Put on your face Know your place Shut up and smile version of that the the video of it if you google it is very different and it's very it's very powerful in like a different kind of way um so i it, it's like when you have different voices and the different people like that was what was so powerful to me about that song um but i also want to say that we are here together because we all make music and we all write music for kids um jenny yeah i'm uh i sing with david who also, you know, helps run this podcast. Uh, and we performed together as two of a kind many and, years. <laughs> yeah, and Julie and I sing as part of Ants on a Log. Um, and here's an interesting thing. So we chose songs that were written by women, um, except for that first one, Respect. Um, and except for one that's coming up. Yes. But mostly songs written by women. Yes, and I just had this thought that I remember... I remember maybe in about high school consciously realizing realizing that every time I pictured a song, even if it was a female singer, I imagined how they put that song together. And I always imagined like a man leading 
really? that process. And I remember consciously being like, like, oh, well, the woman, maybe she's singing it, but but did the man did a man write it and did a man like produce it and did a man like arrange all the drums and did a man like I just realized that in my head I automatically thought it was a man and I consciously had to adjust that in my head and so just hearing that quiet song I am thinking like oh she put the drums right here and this is where she chose to like have it um uh accentuate and build Uh yeah and so I I purposely remind myself to it's it's crazy that I even have to do that now but like yeah that is a beautiful reminder beautiful and sad story yeah (laughs) yeah well one of the things that I think you know part of the thing when when the whole um Hollywood access tape came out when uh during the campaign and I was absolutely positive that that was going to be the end of Trump yeah you know and it was a very triggering thing for me and for many people, I'm sure. And so I think that, you know, when he actually won and we were all just shocked and angry, really angry. And I think that this song, you know, and the Women's March in general came out of that just like I was sure the women were going to take him down. And it didn't happen. And so, you know, I think maybe we will eventually. <laughs> it's just taking longer. It's taking <laughs> longer. But, um, but, but maybe we will, I hope. <laughs> so we bring you this podcast um, with the idea that we don't want to sit and wallow in our sadness and shock as Jenny said, which I think was the perfect word. <laughs> um, we want to sort of focus on songs that help us keep going, help us keep on keeping on, and really honor the people who are putting this content in the world. Um, we're hoping that these songs will be empowering and, and lead to thoughtful conversations. And one song that uh, Jenny introduced me to is B-Side by Peggy Seeger. Yeah, so... This song, I believe, was written in the 80s or maybe maybe early 90s. And I first heard it by Anne Feeney. And I was blown away by this song because it just sort of, it flips everything. And I hadn't thought about things being flipped that way. And I think when I do it now, I think hopefully has that impact on people that, you know, wait a second, what if I had to think about this differently? You know, and I think that that's sort of what's happening right now around the Me Too issue and trying to educate people, particularly men, about what we have to go through in life, you know, and what if it was reversed? How would it feel? Yes, what would our world be like if all the young boys said, every time I heard a song, I thought, oh, the producer's a woman and the singer's a woman. And are there any men who make music? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so we bring to you B-Side. There's something that I've always wanted to say to you men. How would you like to hear this warning again and again? Look out, take care, beware. Be careful whatever you do. Watch every move you make Or something will happen to you Suppose the boys were made of sugar and spice And girls were snails and puppy dog tails And nothing that's nice We'd turn into women whose needs Would be terribly hard to control And you'd have to dress and behave Like prisoners out on parole Men, watch out There's dangerous women about Boys, beware There's violent females everywhere You read about rivers and rape in the news And you feel the clatter of high-heeled shoes Females are easily roused to passion and lust You're asking for trouble waiting alone At night for a bus She could be the one, Miss Wright The one you can't live without She could be one of those ones your daddy warned you about 
It could be a friend who threatens your body and life. It could be your teacher, your mother, your lover, your sister, your wife. She's used to the fact that you don't fight back, nor run or shout. She's one of the ones your daddy never warned you about. Men, watch out. There's dangerous women about. Boys, beware. There's violent females everywhere. Remember to button your shirt For if you're attacked or abused And take the woman to court The cops are all women The judges are women They'll say you were dressed for sport The doctors are women The lawyers are women They'll say you were asking for it Each time you open the paper Another man Beaten and battered or raped And murdered and dumped in a ditch Babies and boys and old old men When will it end? Degradation and fear and pain that women inflict on the men. Men, watch out, there's dangerous women about. Boys, beware, there's violent females everywhere. He lives in a shelter in panic and fear. She brags of her conquests while swelling her beard. Uh. about Outnumber the dangerous menacing ones, there's never a doubt Do they raise their voices to try to find the cause or the cure? No They only say, I'm not one of the dangerous ones for sure Oh, what a shame, what a tragic disgrace To have to fear half of the human race Wow, I love that song and I love your cover of it. That's two of a kind covering Peggy Seeger's song, B-Side. Yeah, that's wonderful. That um, So many great points can be put in a song that you can't just say to people. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that, um, that Julie and I try to remember when we're writing. And I also want to, it reminds me of this movie. Have you seen it? It's on Netflix. It's called I Am Not an Easy Man. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. It's French. Um, and it is... It, it's like the reverse. This guy gets um, hits his head and he wakes up in this world where women run everything. They're all the cops. They're all the judges. They're everywhere. And it's just like a complete gender reversal. Mm-hmm. And it's just everything looks so ridiculous. Like the women have the men have to dress up and look good. And everything becomes like about how they look and how they're dressed. And just when you see it in the context of a man going through everything, it's like whoa that's so ridiculous but it's like nothing has changed from what women have to do every day Um, and just the way that like they're flirted with or they're told to um, uh, button up their shirts because they could be you know taken to court because everything is just like exactly the same just the role reversal yeah it's well done well and you know I think I don't know if you guys remember the uh the woman who walked down the street for like 10 hours or something in new york and just videoed the whole thing and there were all of these guys cat calling and telling her to smile she didn't say a word she just walked through and i think a lot of men were really taken aback by it like really is that what women have to deal with like Mm. Obviously not all women, but some women do have to deal with that. And I think it was kind of a wake-up call for for some men anyway. And, you know, I mean, it's a similar kind of thing with with race issues. And suddenly we're seeing how cops are treating people of color. And, you know, as a white person, you might be like, really? Is that the way that they're treated? Because that's never happened to me. It seems really obvious, but even the, like, reminder, imagine if you had to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I, I don't understand why, why, why that's such a hard concept, but sometimes even just that reminder to our friends who are open to hearing about that 
right. is like, oh yeah, that would be weird to have to like make yourself look good for, I don't know, something that you shouldn't have to make yourself look good for. <laughs> right. And uh, so we're going to kind of seed that into obviously around the Kavanaugh hearings, there was a lot of stuff that came up and... I don't know if you watched any of the hearings. Oh, yes. I watched all of the hearings, and I was glued to my, what is it called? Not a television. Computer screen. Computer screen. (laughs) (laughs) I was glued to it, and in between classes, I'm a teacher, in between classes, I was like, what's happening now? It was, like, fascinating to me in a very sad way. Yeah. I was the opposite. I had to completely turn it off. I I was too triggered and upset and, and depressed about it. Yeah, so I watched the Christine Blasey Ford testimony because I just sort of felt like, you know, I I missed the Anita Hill hearing. I didn't have a TV at that point, and so I didn't watch it. And I felt like, you know, I really, this is a moment in history. I feel like I need to watch this. And it was amazing and difficult. And then when Kavanaugh got on, I was just like, I cannot listen to this guy. I had to turn it off. Actually, I listened to some of it, just audio, not looking at him. And then I had to turn it off because I was like, no. Well, and then the argument afterwards became, I can't believe they treated Kavanaugh like that. And they, that was and what that's I the found thing. They like enraging. twisted the whole thing around. Yeah. And it was like, are you kidding me? I think you bring up a really good point about the kind of like the balance between watching and witnessing a historical moment, which is so important. And also turning it off, taking care of yourself, and, you know, where, where, how can you do both? How can we do both? Right. So uh, a lot of stuff was written at this time also. And one of the songs that I thought was, was really uh, kind of a rockin' song, but could also be triggering or disturbing for people. Emma's Revolution wrote a song... I believe her. There was a lot of support coming out for Dr. Ford that, you know, hey, we believe what you're saying and we want to support you, as well as, of course, a lot of awful stuff coming out. Um, But I thought it's really important to play some of this stuff that that came out at that time. So um, we're going to play I Believe Her by Emma's Revolution. And after that, we're going to play A Scary Time by Lindsay Lab, which is kind of a sum up of that experience that that movie that you were talking about, Anya, I'm Not an Easy Man, when it flips the script, this is going to be a sort of a, a similar experience. <laughs>
I can't walk to my car late at night while on the phone. I can't open up my windows when I'm home alone. I can't go to a bar without a chaperone. I can't wear a mini skirt if it's the only one I own. I can't use public transportation after 7 p.m. I can't be brutally honest when you slide into my DMs. I can't go to the club just to dance with my friends. And I can't ever leave my drink unattended. But it sure is a scary time for boys. Yeah, gentlemen, band together, make some noise. It's really tough when your reputation's on the line. And any woman you've assaulted could turn up any time. Pajamas when I answer the door. I can't have another drink, even if I want more. And I can't make you feel invalid, unseen, or ignored. Can't jog around the city with headphones on my ears. I can't speak out against my rapist after 35 years. I can't be taken seriously if I'm holding back tears. And I can't ever speak earnestly about all these fears. But it sure is a scary time for dudes. Can't text a girl repeatedly asking for nudes. Can't have sex when she's not in the mood and what gives her the right to give you attitude yeah it sure is a scary time for men girls like to act like you're to blame and they're the victim her dress was short and she was drunk she's not so innocent good thing your dad's the judge and you won't be convicted oh wait a minute okay well when you put it that way i guess it's not such a scary time for boys They've always had the upper hand They've always had a choice It's time for women to rise up Use our collective voice You've got to vote to make a change So let's go make some noise Okay, that was a that. Scary Time by Lindsay Lab, And uh, she kind of hit the nail on the head yep. on a lot of things It's a great song <laughs> One thing being a musician for for kids is that kids don't get sarcasm so we just we have to that's like a whole genre we can't even really touch yes this is lovely <laughs> to be speaking to adults yes. you get that song <laughs> yes and jenny you said that that she had uh received a lot of comments Lindsay well Lab. there have been these um response songs oh by dudes who are upset that Why? she's bringing up all of this stuff you know and what let's not even play I those know, huh i know no, it's that's like so okay well male fragility well it is a thing yeah <laughs> yes. i do think i do think that there is merit to like acknowledging all the the oppression that that men are go have been going through as well they are the dominant gender but there are like things that men deal with that i'm like Oh yeah, that is annoying. Yeah, hmm. it's not it's not cut and dried. It can be complicated. And but the thing is, but I don't know, think they have the right to make We a song. all go through <laughs> things in life that are not fair or that are difficult. But you kind of have to separate out and I think there's a lot of people have this problem. Actually, we wrote a song for kids about this about the idea of what is fair, what is unfair that you just have to accept? Like you can't be in line first all the time. And what is unfair that you need to actually change? So the sexist structure of our society is something that is inherently unfair. But there's plenty of things that happen in life to both men and women and anybody in between that are unfair and we just kind of have to you know hey that's life and we need to move on right and i think that's a really good point that there's that's not called oppression when a man is you know in the in power and is something unfair happens and he's not allowed to be first in line for instance right <laughs> let's just let's just mix up these two metaphors of men and boys right. um that's not called oppression because you are the person in power and when it's happening to the minority which are the people not in power, women, 
you know, people of color, non-binary folks, et cetera, that's called oppression. And I think that's where that's where I have no time for these uh, response songs. Right. Right. And speaking of oppressions and oh, I'm sorry. Did Can you I add one thing is that so I teach I'm a teacher and I teach all boys. And um, I think there is a sense that, um, you know, boys, girls need to be taught like how to stand up for yourself and how to um, speak up and how to share your ideas and um, be a business owner, you know, like specific things that we that boys kind of we take for granted that boys learn, but that girls need to be actively taught. Um, and I think that there is not enough to teach boys, for example, to, you know, ask somebody if they want to hear all the stuff you want to tell them or um, how to manage your emotions when you're angry or certain things that, like, we don't teach boys because they have to be actively taught. So we assume I – don't, I don't know why. We don't want to take the time. Or even just simple things like how to do the dishes is, like – I'll tell you why. Sexism. <laughs> yes. It's something that I actively teach my students. Like, here's how you turn on the water. Here's how you wash a dish. Here's how you wipe a table. You know, they don't do these things at home. They're not asked to do them at home. Whereas um, when I talk with the person who teaches all the, the girls, the same thing, like, there are certain things that the girls just naturally do. No, it's not naturally. It's socialized. They've that been they socialized. socialized. Their yes, parents yes, and their guardians point. at home say, yes. honey, I remember when I was a kid and yeah. I was being socialized female yeah. and my job was to, here, I'll give you a, I'll give you a guessing game for those listeners out there. <laughs> All right. My, me and my brother, we had two chores. One was closing the curtains and one was taking out the trash. Which one do you think got delegated to which one of us? Yeah. This is not, this is learned. I'm this guessing is learned. your yeah. brother had to take out the trash. That's right. Take out the paper. And I the just trash. had a sister, <laughs> but we did cleaning the table, setting the table, doing the dishes, sweeping the floor. I don't remember either of us being asked to take the trash out. No, yeah. of course not. But so I actively, I think there's a lot that we don't teach boys because we assume that because they are in this dominant gender role that they they got but we have to actively teach them to like leave space how to how to i don't know be more equal yeah so up until now we've been talking about men and women um and you know my um, I identify as a genderqueer person, and I always want to raise up the voices of the non-binary folks, the trans folks in the world. Um, and, you know, just to acknowledge that this is controversial, like what's going on right now is um, sort of uh, putting pressure on people who are are speaking from the binary, um, which has been up until now how we, how we speak. Um, and, you know, the women's March got a lot of flack for being a white woman's focused march. And there was a lot of critique about that. We're not going to really get into that right now. Um, but I'm interested in raising up the voices of, you know, people who aren't necessarily given voices when this conversation takes place in the media. Um, so we're going to play a song right now by a trans artist. Um, that's just a little slice of, you know, the world of being trans. Um, this is Strong and Tender by Eli Conley. Sometimes people say things about you that are so damn far from true. Those folks lose out on you And it's so hard to remember Yes, it's so hard to follow through You must love yourself strong and tender Let the people that you love hold tight Belly's empty as my mind 
think of him at all now except when people are unkind and it's so Yes, it's so hard to follow through. You must love yourself, strong, tender. Let the people that you love hold tight to you. Let the people that you love hold tight. I know I hurt him and I'm sorry. Sounds on the horizon. The cannonball falls where I lay. He's left no space for me to walk on. No way that I can have my say. And it's so hard to. It's so hard to follow through. You must love yourself, strong, tender. Let the people that you love hold tight to you. Let the people that you love hold tight to you. Such a beautiful song by Eli Conley. Um, There's another song on that album that I love, which is about a person who changes their name. um, And the words are something like, I had a name, but it's not the one that I was born with um, or not the one that was given to me at birth. Um, So I I love the idea of just within this conversation of gender equality, we need a conversation of gender freedom and, you know, acknowledging the non-binary and the people who are finding strength within that. Yeah. Well, so we all write music and perform music for kids, and I think that something that's similar about all of us is that we we want to engage children not only in the fun and silly stuff, but also really helping them to be go- become good people and to think about things. And I think kids already do think about a lot of things, and they... I think a lot of adults don't really acknowledge that they have these deep thoughts and deep feelings about things. And so some of the things that that we try to do when we perform is to really, and write songs, is to really address some of the tough topics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I quote you here, Jenny? Sure. Uh, As we were conceptualizing this podcast, Jenny made a beautiful quote, um, (laughs) which was basically like, you know, why do we write music for children? Like, why aren't we just speaking to the adults? And what's the point of all this? You know, the work that we do, two of a kind, ants on a log. Uh, and Jenny said something like, well, we, w- we don't want the children of today being the jerks of tomorrow, which I think is a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful uh, reason to, to make music. Um, and Julie, you are a camp director. That's right. In the summertime. We all have various jobs that we do. And Julie is a camp director. Yeah, Did I'm going to, to um, we're going to play two songs. Uh, we're going to play two song clips. So the first one, Jenny will talk about uh, Girls Who Rock the World. And the second one is called They're My Best Friend. And I recorded this song at Camp Aeronutic, where I am a director. 
And Camp Aeronutic is a summer camp for transgender and non-binary youth ages 8 to 18. And we also have family camps where people of all ages come. And this song um, uses the word they as a pronoun. Um, I also use they and them as my pronouns. And so I thought it would be a nice sort of practice for people who were interested well one for people who are interested in learning to use they and them as pronouns and two it's just nice to hear yourself reflected in media sometimes so I wanted that experience for people who use they and them which is many people at camp and also not at camp um, to have a song where they can see themselves in that media yeah so um so David and I wrote the song girls who rock the world it was based on a book actually there's several books now out and it's about young women, women who were under the age of 20, who did something, girls too, who did something amazing. And from all different times and countries and all this kind of stuff. So we thought, well, this would be a great song to do. And, you know, particularly around Women's History Month and all that kind of stuff. We have gotten a little bit of pushback from boys sometimes. Those and boys who are oppressed? Well, you know, I don't I don't know, but like for example, we have sons and when they were little, we we sang this song, we were going to record it, and they said, "Well, why is it just girls who rock the world? Why isn't there boys who rock the world?" And so we spent a long time kind of explaining about women's history and all that kind of stuff, and after we did this long explanation, they said, but what about boys who rock the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I, I do, I definitely, I see the merit in their argument because they don't know the right. history. They don't know, like when I try to explain to my stepson um, what what this is all about and why we need to like prop girls up, he thinks like, oh, well, are you sad that I'm not a girl? You know, like he he, he said to his mom at one point, I think daddy wishes I were a girl. Really? Yeah. And so it's like they, we have to be careful because I think they do boosting one, what you know, one group of people up doesn't mean that you have to like knock another group down. You know? Well, right. Not a so, game. Yeah. so we did actually do as a separate track. We didn't for the for the song. We did all girls. Although the last line, the last chorus we did, whether you're a boy or a girl, we can rock the world kind of thing. Um, but then we did do, we recorded one uh, version of the song with boys. And we have actually not done much with it. We performed one time that version. We started performing that version at um, a Boy Scout group. And there were like two sisters in the room. And the boys started, you know, putting their thumbs down and really being oppressive towards these girls. And we had to stop the song in the middle and say, this is not appropriate behavior. We can't do this song. Wait, the song was for boys? For boys. It was at a Boy Scout thing, and we were doing the Boys Who Rock the World version. We had to just stop it, and we have not done that version since because we just felt like if they're going to take it that way as an oppressive thing, we can't do it. I have noticed that behavior in boys, the the competition – yeah, aspect is like a real thing for them, and they'll treat anything as competition. So I wonder if that is like, Maybe. yeah, we're better. We, you know, we're part of this group, and you're part of that group, and our group is better. Whether it was like talking about boys who like the color blue versus boys who like the color yellow, and people would be like, yeah, we like blue, and you guys like yellow. You know, it's so arbitrary, but like they. I wonder if they would. I, I wonder if they would get rally around whatever was like. I don't know, well, but in this situation, it was a really oppressive thing, and yeah. it didn't feel comfortable at all. Yeah. And experiments have been done that shows that yes, if you give people groups and you say you're in your you're in this right. identity, like the brown eyes, blue eyes experiment from I don't know when that was. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, know I think that one, yeah. I think it is worth noting that it is developmentally appropriate for kids to try to be figuring out what group they are in and then to be proud of that group. Right. And and if, you know, if hopefully, like, may we write songs that make people proud of the identities that they have and learn to not oppress others. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so let's play the songs.
take 17 hours. Then they prefer finger paint twister as long as there's time before bed for a shower. Their name is Alex, like Alexander or Alexandra, except without the ander or andra at the end. Yeah, there's no ander or andra at the end. They're just Alex and they're my best friend. Their favorite dessert is banana bread with whipped cream and cherries on top. We're too young to drink cappuccinos, I think. But when they grow up, they'll own their own coffee shop. Their name is Sam, like Samantha or Samuel, except without the antha or mule at the end. Yeah, there's no antha or mule at the end. They're just Sam, and they're my best friend. So here we are, kids' bands playing for adults with some kids' music thrown in. Julie, I find that song so powerful, and especially, like, the camp environment that you probably did it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I actually think camp is more educational than school, but don't get me started on that. But um, <laughs> can you tell us about the response that you got Oh yeah, from well, the campers? Yeah, thanks for saying that. Um, yeah, people loved it. They thought, oh, I've never had a song that has my pronouns in it. Um, Lots of kids said that to me. And, um, you know, even people who don't use uh, they, them, or other pronouns um, still really appreciated it. I think just because sort of in the zoom out experience of like, oh, our world is just so reductionistic around gender and so binary. And, you know, here's a song that really speaks to some nuance. And, you know, it's funny. It's just it's you, you can't take these things too seriously. Otherwise, you walk around mad all the time, you know, which is which brings you. I, I think it's really powerful. The group hearing the group of people singing it. Mm. Something about that is like I'm just imagining people like in whatever space where you're like getting ready for bed. Is that where it was? You know, it was a very camp space. We were yeah. it was it was uh, pouring rain on and off that summer. And we somehow found a dry spot in a tent um, <laughs> it was like a wooden platform tent. There were like uh-huh. way too many people in this tent and we were all around the microphone trying to be very quiet. And it was just, yeah, it was a very Did camp, camp su- setting. suggest that you record it? Um, no, I, I was recording it to get a recording of it because I thought it would be a fun experience just for the campers and also to have a recording of and it. we're going to do it as an Ants on um, a Log song too, right? Yeah, we are going to do it as an Ants on a Log song. And um, they actually suggested they do it for the variety show, which was fun. Cool. So I didn't anticipate that, but then they ended up, they said, anybody who was in, you know, they third, made it theirs. Yeah, anybody who was in third period in that random tent today, come on up, we're doing this for the show. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that was cool. great. Um, so here is another song that, uh, well, I guess, okay, we had one from Jenny and then one from Julie. And uh, this one I wrote for our musical that we, um, that Anton Alog is currently coming out with the album for. We performed it as part of the Fringe Festival this past September and then performed it with 12 member cast um, in 2016, just after the election, actually. Um, And uh, this is a song that has a little bit of sarcasm in it. Um, My my stepson, we had to explain to him what mansplaining is. Oh, good conversation. Start him young. Yep, yep. And so we we explained it to him as, you know, this is part of the the idea that, like, I think with your song about boys who rock the world, like, there are certain ages that kids start to understand certain concepts, whether it's, like, an emotional place that they're at or an intellectual place that they're at. Um, for for Oscar's age, I think he must have, this must, he must have been about five. Um, a concept of sarcasm they don't really get, and everything's kind of a joke, right? So you have to work with that. So um, he... We told him that mansplaining is when um, a person explains something to someone, um, usually a man explaining to a woman, but not always, um, something that that person probably already knows about and might already know a lot more about than you know. Hmm. So, good definition. Without you even, um, without 
without its assumption, assuming that the other person knows less and that they want to hear what you have to say about that thing that they already know about. So we gave him an example and we said, he knows he's obsessed with peregrine falcons. So we said, <laughs> Oscar, it'd be like us coming up to you and being like, hey, Oscar, did you know that peregrine falcons are the, are the fastest bird and they can dive like 500 miles per hour? And some of them look like this. And, and he was like, I know, I know. <laughs> and we were like, that's what mansplaining is. <laughs> and so now... He asks if we can play the mansplaining game. So it'll be like oh, us hilarious. going up to him and being like, hey, did you know? And, you know, like, we already know what he knows about. So we'll uh-huh. be like, did you know that, like, sharks, he's really into animals. Did you know uh-huh. that sharks have, like, teeth that just keep growing? And I bet you didn't know that. And <laughs> so he thinks it's, like, hilarious. So he asks to play the man. He calls that the mansplaining game. <laughs> well, so <laughs> I want to hear this song, and you guys are going to play it live in the studio, which is really fun. Yes, and um, Julie plays the part of Uncle Steve. That's right. Let me get in character. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. Oh, hi, Uncle Steve. Welcome to the show. Hello. Let me tell you about podcasts. You see, okay. podcasts are... It's like a radio, but you see, podcasts are kind of a oh, smaller radio. And well, let me tell you about how radio works. You oh, see, okay. there's FM, there's AM, oh, and no, no, now there's already... this thing called podcasts. Okay. And you don't have to be tuned into your radio right. to wear to, okay. to be listening to podcasts. But you know, you know, there are different types okay. of podcasts. Okay. You see, some are political. Will you just let huh. me speak. Huh. I've got things I want to say. I'm listening with all my might, but I can't stay here all day. All day? No, who said anything about all day? I was just saying. Okay, listen, listen, Uncle Steve, I can tell you're trying to help, but you're not being helpful. You're not even listening. Oh, yes, I'm a very good listener. You know, I had both my ears tested earlier this week. All right. Yes, thanks, but listen to my words. Ask me if you're telling me what I've already heard. harmonies to my song I feel so supported yes you know a woman should feel supported you see oh let me tell you how about women should feel see women need to know let me just tell you I about can't this stay here all day with you. listen I have a guy Listening for you, to you I, explain all these things that you know to me well what an adorable song oh my gosh how did you learn to play the guitar I got things that I want to do I got places I gotta be I can't stay here all day with you Listening to you explain all these things that you know to me Well, actually, I have a problem with that too Wait a minute, you do? Yes, everybody thinks that I'm an expert Right, exactly. They think that I know things And they think that I don't know things Even when I don't Even when I do Hmm. That's right. Yes, thanks. We're singing it loud and clear. Ask her if the things you say she wants to hear. I want to hear. Wait to see how she responds. Leave her air and space. Then decide which words to use and which ones. Doesn't keep her up at night. Yes, I'm a woman. Yes, I'm a man. I may be polite. I speak loud, I speak low. But wondering what you But know I don't have the answers. Doesn't keep me up at to night. To all you gotta know. Yeah, wondering what you know. Doesn't keep me up at night. Yay! <laughs> so that was that from our was musical great. Curious Think Outside the Pipeline which, which Rodney is working on with us too That's right, Rodney's our producer And we will put that album out this year in 2019 yeah, It's on allogmusic.com cool. 
Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, we will before we before we end with one more song by Ants on a Log. Uh, we do, as we mentioned, I'm part of Two of a Kind, and we have a website, twoofakind.com, where you can find all kinds of things about our music. And we do stuff that's for kids, lots of things that are for kids. And we do stuff that's for adults. So that B-side song was on our more recent adult album. And again, we are Ants on a Log. You can check us out at antsonalogmusic.com. I love that you have that you do it for adults on the same. Is it all on the same website? Yeah, we haven't sort of worked that out yet, but I like that <laughs> yes, though. I like it that is. we don't have to be in a box. You know? That's right. That's right. right. Uh, so Something I'm for everyone. Jenny Heitler Clevens. I'm Anya Rose, and I'm Julie Beth, and we want to say thank you so much to David and Rodney right. for having us for this guest session. Yeah, thanks. we're going to close you out with a public service announcement. Have short hair. You can look under my hat and wonder what is there. I washed it, I promised to shower it. Oh, I know it's rare, but some girls have short hair. Some girls have short hair. You can look under my hat and wonder what is there. I washed it, I promised to shower it. Oh, I know it's rare, but some girls have short hair. Some boys have long hair. So long and fair, he might be a drum or a skill, a computer repair, but some boys have long hair. Some boys have long hair. It started growing and now it's glowing. So long and fair, he might be a drum or a skill, a computer repair, but some boys have long hair. Some girls have pigtails. Some girls have mohawks. Some boys have pigtails. You've been listening to Music for the New Revolution. Music for the New Revolution is recorded at Melody Vision Studios in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. It's hosted and produced by David Heitler Clevens and Rodney Wittenberg. Our editor and engineer is Samuel Alexander. You can find out more information about Music for the New Revolution at musicforthenewrevolution.com or check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. My name's Rodney Wittenberg. I'm David Heitler Clevens. And this is Music, Music for, for the, the New, New Revolution. Revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.